It's over, folks. It's over. We lost a preseason game. Let's just cancel the season. Of course, that's more overreacting to the preseason. But we are going to talk about the loss to Calgary on the road in the preseason. Uh, what the Seattle Kraken have planned for this week. And of course, our What's Kraken segment where we talk about the news around the Seattle Kraken team. That's coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, Seattle hockey fans, welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. Thanks, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Erica L. Ayala. You might have joined us on Twitter spaces. I'm going to talk about that a little bit on the show. We were with uh, some of the Kraken gang as the Seattle Kraken hit the ice yesterday. Again, they were at the Saddle Dome taking on the Calgary Flames. Jess Belmosto and I talked about this one. I don't think either one of us was correct with our scoreline. I was hoping, honestly, that the Seattle Kraken would have an opportunity to play from behind. They did have an opportunity to play from behind. They just did not get the win. So let's talk about this one. Again, the Seattle Kraken lose on the road. This is still preseason. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt for what it's worth. Um, But the Seattle Kraken could not get it done against the Calgary Flames as we usually do. Let's head over to NHL.com and take a look at the box score. I was listening to this one, uh, was not watching. Watching, but I'll let you know what I heard from the amazing call uh, by Everett and Dave. And then, of course, in watching the highlights and breaking down the goals in particular. But let's head over to NHL.com. We're screen sharing, taking a look at this box score from yesterday. As I mentioned, again, it was a 4 or a win, excuse me, for Calgary. It was a 4 nothing win. Calgary scored in every frame, whereas it took the Seattle Kraken 40 minutes plus before they could get on the board. Who is that? None other than the boy wonder, Maddie Beneers. Oh, I love this kid. I really am a big Maddie Beneers fan. About on that hockey tomorrow podcast, which we were recording on Twitter spaces, that I, I love Maddie Beneers. Uh, Nick Olchek joined us for the first part. And what he mentioned, let me come out of this for those watching on YouTube because I'm not talking about that right now. Um, for those who... Um, we're listening. You know that Nick Olchek joined us on Twitter Spaces, but he was talking about Maddie Beneers and really the consistency, the consistency level, the hard work that he's putting in. And that goal for Maddie Beneers actually came from a one-timer. We've seen Maddie with his one-timers, but Nick Olchek talked on that Twitter Spaces just yesterday as the game was tipping off or, uh, you know, that – Maddie Beneers was putting in work and him and Andre Burakovsky were putting in work on one timers from that right circle. And I want to take you actually over to Maddie Beneers um, and Andre Burakovsky talking about that goal. It was a great goal by Maddie Beneers, our only goal for the game. Let's start with the positives. We'll hear from Maddie Beneers and then Andre Burakovsky 
um, talking about the work that they put in. Maddie, you were spending some time shooting from the top of the circle in practice a lot this week. Is that because you feel very comfortable there or you want to get more comfortable there? Uh, yeah, I think I missed a few the last couple of games in that spot, so um, I didn't want to have that happen again, at least you know, missing the net or something, so just made sure I was getting it on that. You took a puck off your knee uh, on that first goal. I mean, how much of a test was it to come back and, and just just try to play your game after that? Yeah, I got <laughs> yeah, it hurt. I mean, I was pretty I got pretty mad. I think that helped. Um, that's yeah. I mean, from my own standpoint, still trying to learn like the system a little bit, and like when you're out there playing, you you kind of thinking a little bit to where where am I right now? Instead of it's not really clicking by itself, um, you have to think a little bit more. And and but I mean that's that's kind of how it is now in training camp when you're coming to a new team and trying to learn the system all all over again. So um, I mean, I think last game we felt pretty good and playing with Maddie and. Um, yeah, I think we had some chemistry and we just kind of build on that and try and get ready. What's the biggest advantage of playing with Matty? I mean, first of all, that he, he's really good to hold on to the puck and, and when, when there's a time for him to pass the puck, he, uh, he sees the ice very well and, and, um, and delivers the puck. So, um, I mean, he's, he's really good at shooting too. So, um, good hockey sense. So, I mean, he's all around player and it's fun to play with. Um, we just kind of dial it in and, and um, uh, yeah, trying to play like it's a, it's a, it's a season season opener. What would you say is the one thing you guys need to push through on that unit the most right now? I think it's just ex execution. I think uh, right now I think we we're trying to read off each other a little bit too much instead of um, it's coming by itself. Um, but I mean, same thing there. We we never played power play together before, and uh, um, it's gonna come. I mean, we we confident in ourselves, and we confident as a as a power play group that we're gonna find a way to to make this uh, a great power play. Um, we have all the tools that we need, and um, yeah, just need need. I just think that we need to um, maybe not think so much, just uh, see what's available and and react after that instead of thinking too much. This is what we have to do, you know. So. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun today. It's gonna be a, a good test for us tonight too to uh, to try it out. So what I love about that is, uh, and we'll talk uh, about um, Maddie Beniers also getting hit in the knee. But um, Maddie taught was asked about why him and Burakovsky were putting in the work. Uh, was it because it's his shot and he likes it? Was it because, it, you know, he missed out on some opportunities? Great question. And Matty Beneers, that this speaks to his work ethic. You just heard him say that, yeah, it was something that he felt that he missed opportunities, so he wanted to put in the work. And then Andre Burakovsky, you heard him talking about building that chemistry with Matty Beneers. That's how things happen on the ice. You spend time on them. And so as the Seattle Kraken team, building it out from Beneers and Burakovsky real quick, as the Seattle Kraken team starts to get more comfortable with its systems, starts doing that by second nature and not thinking about it. You heard Andre Burakovsky talk a lot about that, thinking too much right now. I am very excited for what this can mean offensively for the Seattle Kraken. So that's the good news. Let's take you back, though, um, 
to NHL.com because there was some not so great news. So that goal that Maddie Benier scored, that was on the power play. We went 50% on the kill. Calgary scored a power play goal. Um, we were only one for five, though, on our power play. Um, another thing, shots on goal, uh, 22 shots on goal for the Seattle Kraken. Um, and 25 shots on goal for the Flames. Now, here's a really big one, face-off percentage. And why am I talking about face-off percentage? Because I've been talking about it on the show, talked about it on Twitter Spaces with Hockey Tomorrow. The Seattle Kraken want to play this game where possession is going to be a big part of our offense. I get it. You have the puck. The other team doesn't. It's hard for them to score if you have the puck. Totally get that. But that also means that in, you have to be able to win face-offs. The Seattle Kraken did not do that last night. Almost 70% of the face-offs uh, went to the Calgary Flames. That's going to be a problem. Let's quickly do this. Tanev, as some people said, the wrong. Tanev scored yesterday. Michael Stone, uh, this is an interesting goal um, as well. This was the power play goal. And then uh, Noah Hannafin and Blake Coleman are your goal scorers for the Calgary Flames. This was more of an NHL roster that we've seen from Seattle Kraken opponents. And that being said, my big concern about defense remains to be the case. Do we have enough defense to do what we want to do and to be successful this season? I have questions. Will they be answered? Only time will tell. So coming up next, I'm going to break that down a little bit more where I see the Seattle Kraken team right now defensively. And I want to go um, to some of the plays um, and break down some of the, the chances um, that the Calgary Flames had on Martin Jones and why I think those were defensive breakdowns, which show me that we still have some things to work on defensively. So that's coming up next on Locked on Kraken. Right now, though, let me tell you about Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. Right before recording this podcast, I went into my pantry and I grabbed, truly, no lie, um, probably have the wrapper over here somewhere. I grabbed one of the new Built Bar Puff flavor flavors. It's the Cookie Dough chunk puffs. Now I love Built Bar because they satisfy my sweet tooth while also giving me protein that I need and not having it chock full of sugar. The cookie dough chunk puff, for example, which I did have earlier today, is only 160 calories and a whopping, a whopping 15 grams of protein. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate and that means they're healthy and tasty. Tasty uh, chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. That's why they're called puffs. So good. I also love that the protein is a collagen-based protein I've talked about. It's good for your nails. It's good for your hair. It's good for your skin. So I love this. And we want to make sure you get in on the action. So head to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That'll give you 15% off your next order of Built Bars. That's LOCKED15. 
15 over at built.com for 15% off your next order of built bars. Happy snacking. Hey, we are back here with Locked on Kraken Tuesday edition, of Tuesday, but not the right of Again, it was uh, for Calgary. It was uh, Chris Tanev that got things started off unassisted. That goal, now I said we were going to talk about Maddie Beneers getting hit. Now that goal was... Um, at even strength, but Maddie Beneers, there was a shot that came in and Maddie Beneers kind of turned and it hit him in the knee. You heard him talk in the first segment that that kind of pissed him off. He got a little riled up. First of all, I love that. I love that about him. Um, the competitive edge is there. It doesn't always come out like publicly. He's not breaking sticks and stuff like that, but it's definitely there. The fact that he took offense to a puck hitting him in the knee when he was there trying to block shots. Like that's some Michael Jordan stuff more on the healthier side though, in my opinion. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Maddie Beneers. I mentioned the Twitter spaces for hockey tomorrow. A lot of people of course want us to talk about Shane Wright, but I keep telling you don't sleep on Maddie Beneers. I think Maddie Beneers is going to, we're going to see the upside from Maddie. And I think he has just a fantastic career that can be laid out right in front of him. That's, uh, but anyway, uh, I could go on and on, you know, Maddie Beneers, Ryan Donato, I could spend 30 minutes talking about those two guys for this team. Anyway, um, speaking of Donato, Donato did a little bit of double shifting because not only did Maddie Beneers get hit, but uh, Morgan Geeky had a collision knee to knee. And so there was some uh, double time that Ryan Donato needed to do while Geeky was getting looked at. So we've seen a few players get banged up. That's what's going to happen in preseason. That's what's going to happen in the regular season. But um, And I want you to listen, though, to Dave Haxtell, we'll listen to him a little bit later, but what he did say about Donato, he re-emphasized that that's why um, having the versatility that the Seattle Kraken have on their roster is so important. And again, it's something that we talked about on Twitter Spaces with Hockey Tomorrow, bringing in players like Burakovsky, bringing in players like Bjorkstrand gives versatility. We talked about Christopher Tanev, but Brandon Tanev, Yanni Gord, you know, Nick Olchek did a great job breaking down where Yanni Gord feels more comfortable. You know, he started in one position, then because of his versatility, got asked to play a different position. We now have players like Donato and Yanni Gord that can play center, that can play wing. Uh, McCann is one of those players as well. So the versatility, when you have some players that can kind of – um solidify the roster is really good it does create problems of course and who you're going to have in the lineup but that's a good problem to have that is going to be interesting um but that said this was um not a great game for seattle uh here's dave haxtell and then alex wenberg both talking about what they felt was the factor that really led to not having a lot of, as Wenberg will say, grade A chances against the Flames. Uh, we just we we didn't have any legs right from the drop of the puck tonight. Uh, first period we chased the puck. 
Uh, we didn't we didn't get to many of the battles, uh, and a lot of the battles that we did get to, um, you know, they they won those puck battles, especially on the walls tonight. We, uh, you know, we we weren't engaged and uh, we weren't good enough for that area. Um, got it going a little bit in the second period. Uh, we had you know we had some bright spots, uh, but not consistently through our lineup. I mean, it's getting there. I mean, obviously a little up and down. Uh, we have some chances today. I don't know if we're really creating those great A chances that we want to do. Uh, we find it back in the net. I mean, like that's that's a big key we take with us. But I feel like there's a lot of things we can improve still. Uh, obviously, we're not at the level we want to be, but there's still some good things to take out of it. We can't really just like all look and say it's all bad. You got to learn from it and be better. So. So there you heard it. Pack still feeling they just didn't have the legs. Wenberg talking about, again, didn't have good grade A chances. Kind of felt that it was something, a little bit of the schedule and the fatigue, but also this sometimes happens. Sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. It's about learning to push the right buttons. Nobody's panicking. There's no panic. It's not this, you know, we didn't bring enough effort. That wasn't the problem. It's just staying focused. And it's also, I played a little clip of Andre Burakovsky, um, earlier in the show, but if you listen to that full clip over on our YouTube channel, I have the media availabilities playlist, but you hear Andre Burakovsky talking about for himself, but also for the team. There's still too much thinking. They're anticipating a little bit too much instead of just feeling out the game. So compared with that, the Seattle Kraken, um, you know, really have been playing, you know, every few days and haven't had time for that team building and stuff. Those, these are all mitigating factors. You're not going to win them all. Uh, it wasn't a great game, eh, but we move on. It wasn't terrible. There weren't a lot of mistakes, but it is the little things and that's just going to happen. Maybe just, you don't, you don't draw the, 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 uh, the hand that you want. You got to play what you're dealt and you go from there. Um, but something that I did notice. So there were, um, I took a look at the, the highlights and really looking at the scoring opportunities for Calgary. First of all, I, I know I talked about, does Martin Jones sage the net? Martin Jones is great in tight corners when he's getting uh, shots that are coming toward net point blank. A lot of the shots, Seattle did a good job of keeping Calgary up past the circles, up past the hash marks a lot of times um, uh, and not really getting them in close. When they did get in close, Jones is great. He's absolutely fantastic. He's like a freaking ninja, you know? But getting bodies out of space, getting bodies um, out of those kind of um, shooting lanes so that, in this case, Martin Jones can see the puck, that's where Seattle is going to have to improve. The first one I talked about, Maddie Beneers and his injury. Maddie Beneers goes down, and then the Calgary Flames were able to recollect, get that shot. That's the first goal. Now, the other goal that they had, the second goal was a power play, just a snipe. Um, but I mentioned that the Seattle Kraken were pushing Calgary up, but I think they left too much space. They left too much space, um, and that's going to be a problem. So closing those gaps and making sure that you're fronting, I think is something I would like to see defensively for the Seattle Kraken. Then, um, you know, you had another, just the third goal that, that the Calgary Flames, um, 
that they scored, it, it was another snipe, another absolute snipe. Um, you see that the initial save comes through, the puck comes out, and then it's just a Seattle Kraken player right there with Calgary and kind of just shading just enough. Now, it it by the naked eye, if you're not looking at all the players, could Jones have made that save? Maybe, maybe. It was a good shot, good hard shot, quick shot in. But also, again, if I had to nitpick on defensive things, you have to make sure that you are not the, the player floating and shielding and screening your goaltender. So, and then this is another thing. I don't believe that it led to a goal, but it led to a Calgary Flames breakaway. And again, Jones really good in close uptight. So he's a great goalie uh, on breakaway from what I've seen so far. He is, that's where his sage status, cool, calm, and collected. Totally see it. But Oleksiak was the last defender and he made a play kind of, um, I think he was technically maybe still in the defensive zone. He was kind of right there, like right around the blue line. I don't remember exactly if he was in the neutral zone or the defensive zone, but he went to make a, like a kick stop to stop the puck with his skate, but he's the last line of defense and he can see Calgary in front of him. He should be able to see the rush. And that if he doesn't stop that puck, that it's a breakaway. And I thought that he made, a lackadaisical effort to stop that puck. I think, you know, baseball, softball style, you got to get your body down low, get in front and make sure you stop that rolling puck and that it doesn't go by you and that you give a breakaway, which is exactly what happened. So for those of you who don't believe in defense, for those of you who think puck possession is enough, well, this is another thing. The Seattle Kraken, if we take a look again at the shots, the Seattle Kraken had just about as many shots as the Flames, but they had three less goals. So you can have possession. Um, and again, uh, Wenberg talked about grade A chances, feeling that Seattle didn't have the grade A chances, but eventually you have to start converting that possession into grade A chances. And, and if you can't, then you have to have solid defense so that the other team isn't getting grade A chances and that they're not scoring. I think the problem with Seattle is that they gave a little bit too much space. They wanted to keep compact. So on the one hand, you see that. But Calgary was able to adjust, and they were able to shoot from distance. That's how they beat Martin Jones. They could not beat Martin Jones on the inside. The Seattle Kraken did give up some dangerous opportunities to um, the Calgary Flames on the inside. There was, um, who was it? Rooney. Oh, my goodness. Jones had an amazing save on Rooney and almost got beat on the back post because, again, the breakaway came. Seattle uh, was saved by Jones, but then they couldn't recover. And they had a, a, a player in the front puck watching um, and not fronting the next person on the attack like that can't happen because if again if you're not scoring but you're playing the possession game the only way you're then going to win is if you minimize the mistakes that you're making defensively I thought Jones did a really good job that score could have gone up a lot more than four to one but he did a great job but again Jones only so much you can do if a, if a, if a guy's going to take snipes and you're pushing them out, you have to give stick taps to Calgary. They were clinical with their shots. Seattle, 
Not so much. There was a chance, I believe it was it was Schwartz that found Burakovsky. He's right at the mouth of the goal, but he missed the first touch. He mishandled the first touch, and it was a point-blank save for Calgary. And then they did a good job of, on the back check, clearing. They cleared Burakovsky and cleared the puck. That didn't happen for Seattle. Good thing Martin Jones is really good point-blank. He's got good lateral movement, and that saved a goal. So those are the things that I'm looking at. But coming up next on Locked on Kraken, we're going to talk about what's cracking. What's cracking with Kraken, excuse me, with the roster. We've had some roster changes including some players being reassigned, some players being picked up off of waivers. And who is the PTO? I'm sure you know by now, but a PTO that got a 1-year contract coming out of training camp and preseason. That's what's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Hey, thanks as always for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. Make sure you also listen to Locked on NHL. As you probably uh, deduced, Jess and I recorded Monday's episode on Sunday, so I couldn't give you a little teaser that I was actually on Monday's episode of Locked on NHL. We were talking about, you know it, Bowie, the sea troll, we talked about that and, of course, what I see for the Seattle Kraken. So Gil Martin is your Monday host, but there's an, an amazing array of hosts over on Locked on NHL. So make sure you listen to that after, of course, you listen to Locked on Kraken. All right, what's Kraken? Let's talk about it. So, again, defensively speaking, I want to see more from the Seattle team. Uh, it was a question that came from the state of the franchise. I've played that for you. Also, go check out on YouTube if you want to watch the full video of the state of the franchise. Ronnie Francis was asked, again, my favorite fan. I mean, I love you all, but also I love defense. You know I love defense. And there was a fan. I'm sorry to you, sir. I don't know your name. Uh, I don't know their name. But um, – a fan asked, what are you looking to do defensively? Now, Ron did not commit to getting a defender, uh, but did say that they have some cap space. They're looking at things. Of course, as the roster starts to fill out, they'll know a little bit better. I loved that question. Anyway, we did get, though, some roster updates. Let me take you over to the social meets on social media. This is from Seattle Kraken PR. The following players have been assigned, reassigned to the Firebirds. We've got Froden, Hughes, Lind, McCormick, Olofsson, Pagansky, Potrolsky, Rafferty, and Carson Trowinski. We also, though, heard that Magnus Hellberg, who had been reassigned, uh, was picked up off of waivers. Sucks that we won't see those sweet, sweet pads um, for the Seattle Kraken. Another thing, super, super cool thing here is Drieger's Keepers. This is a new initiative to make it uh, a little bit more easy for goaltenders or aspiring goalies to find equipment. Those who play hockey know hockey equipment, very expensive. To see that Chris Drieger is taking uh, part in things that like Black Girl Hockey Club have done or Score Boston or a lot of um, organizations like that to see Chris Drieger involved, especially knowing that, you know, he's rehabilitating, spending some time still though with the Kraken fan base and community love to see that. Um, okay. Other news though, that we got the PTO. I told you to watch this guy. I told you he was going to make it interesting. And the one and only Daniel Sprong has uh, earned himself a 
contract, one year, two way contract after earning a PTO. He did speak to media again. I'll have this up later in the week. If you want to hear sprung, um, talking about being a little bit disappointed, not getting a contract. That was a wake up call. And I love that. Earn your keep every day, earn it every day. Right. That's a, that's a phrase that you hear, um, I'm going to get it wrong, but there's this, uh, you know, I think it's a, a branch of the U S military. Anyway, earn your trident. That's what it is. Earn your trident every day. And Daniel Sprung has done that. Uh, Nick Olchek again has been talking about that. You'll love to see it. So, um, and then of course we have buoy the troll. Um, talked about it on yesterday's show with Jess Balbasto. Again, we recorded that over the weekend. We also talked about it on the Twitter spaces. And so, as I mentioned, um, this was for Hockey Tomorrow. If you can listen, if you're not familiar, you can listen, though, to the Twitter spaces. There you have a replay that you can hear, and I highly recommend it. I had such a great time talking with a lot of the um, names, faces, and voices that you know for – uh, people that are covering the Seattle Kraken. So again, my dude, I tell you all the time that you got to follow Emerald City Hockey. RJ and I met last year at preseason. We, were, we made sure to help each other out as, you know, kind of the indie uh, media core. RJ, since that meeting, has pretty much been at everything. And I absolutely love to see it. RJ's doing amazing. Through this Twitter spaces, I got to virtually meet um, – Dylan, for the first time, also from Emerald City Hockey. We had the 32 crew. What's the crack? Crack in pod, like crack in Canada. Like I said, Nick Olchek was there. So I'm going to leave this in the show notes. But if you're not familiar with Twitter spaces, it is something that I might implement from time to time with locked on Kraken account. But if you're, you can check out Hockey of Tomorrow, we had myself, Emerald City Hockey. So I mentioned RJ got to virtually meet Dylan from Emerald City Hockey. Nick Olchek joined us for the top. The 32 crew, What the Crack, Kraken Pod, Kraken Canada, and of course, me as your host of Locked on Kraken. We did talk buoy. Listen, Peter, Peter, one of your hosts of Locked on Tomorrow, tried to get a little bit disrespectful like was like, oh, him just refer I was like, excuse me, if you're going to introduce a uh, topic of conversation around our new mascot, I'm going to need you to use uh, Bowie's full name. Thank you very much. I mean, a little bit of joking, but there was a lot of ribbing Montreal, Seattle. Do we have a little rivalry because of Shane Wright? We talked a lot about Shane Wright. I mentioned we talked about Burkowski. That was a really interesting conversation. Anyway, check that out. Uh, big fan of that. Um, becoming a fan of Bowie the Troll. And anyone who says gritty over Bowie, like, goodbye. Goodbye. I, you don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, that's our show for today. That's what's cracking. Again, uh, Hockey of Tomorrow podcast. Look in the show notes for the links. You can listen to that on Twitter Spaces. I also mentioned at the end of that Twitter Spaces that we are going to be having games of live watch parties on playback. And so I'll have that schedule for you a little bit later in the week since we are almost coming up to the regular season. We've got one more preseason game left. But until tomorrow, take care of yourself, be kind to yourself and to each other, hold fast, stay true, and let's go cracking.